I'm Chris with your special edition RFC News Desk for April 21st, 2021. Last week, we had the chance to attend a conference call interview with Lenny Panzeca and Rand Sun from the Hasbro Transformers team, along with representatives from several other fan media sites. Thanks to Anthony from TFU.info, we have audio clips from the call we can bring you to share some highlights of the interesting answers to our questions and feedback. First up, a couple of points that we aren't presenting with audio clips. Ben Yi from BWTF.com asked about plans for Hasbro Pulse Premium, for bringing more incentives and exclusive perks for the paid members. Rand could not give any specific details on this, but did say this is something they also have on their minds, and they're continuing to look for new ways to keep the value for the subscribers. In commenting on the current packaging styles, I specifically noted how impressed we were by the Shattered Glass Sublines box design. In answering this, Lenny seemed to indirectly confirm that the Shattered Glass lineup would be online only. He compared the Shattered Glass packages to other e-commerce packaging designs, which would seem to refer to things like Amazon's windowless box exclusives. This does not say whether Shattered Glass will be specific solely to Pulse in the U.S., but it doesn't sound like it's headed for store shelves in any case. Anthony from the Roarbots asked how it felt to design the first new Titan character created since G1, referring to the arc. Uh, it felt necessary. <laughs> I would say is the, is, the, is the one word, right? So I think as kids growing up, and I think as fans, uh, now that we're grown-ups, it's kind of one of those things that transforms worlds. You expect everything to transform. And the one thing that we thought we could bring to the universe that was never really added was the arc didn't transform. But it felt like a nice fit, especially for a Titan. Um, and granted, he's not as big as the other Titans, but he comes with a lot of stuff. Like Teletran 1 has three modes. It comes with, uh, it comes with a lot of accessories and such like that. So, and a lot of deco. Actually, we kind of loaded them out. Anthony from TFU.info asked about characters seen on the Kingdom promotional poster, like the Sabertooth Tiger Fossilizer, which didn't make it to production as toys, and whether they'd be on the table for future lines. He added to that by asking whether the play patterns of the weaponizers, modulators, and fossilizers was something that was going to be sticking around once Kingdom was finished. I, I can speak to the play pattern. Depends on what the story arc is and what is needed. So like you guys know, we kind of bake in mechanism or feature based on our narrative. So if the narrative warrants it and the character fits, it ships. <laughs> um... The other part, I don't know if we can really get into detail on that, Ran, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, we are loving the comments from you guys on those uh, weaponizers, fossilizers. We felt like it was a good year for us to include that type of mechanism in War for Cybertron because, you know, it's a war story and there are a lot of weapons in wars and mm -hmm. think that uh, these great positive feedback has given us to think about for future storytelling and the product that we bring from those stories. So yeah, well, more to come, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's Mark literally every night, we're on constantly, right? So he's always sending me messages of like weaponizers or bone weaponizers he's made or he finds something the fans made. He's like, yo, look at this goodie. And it's like, <laughs> it's like the best thing ever. But, um, you know, we want to expand the line. So you know, seeing, seeing you guys' reactions like that helps us understand how to. Anthony from TFU.info also asked about the fossilizer Dracodon and why it's a very bright green fossil. Mark and I were kind of like riffing on what we could do to like update them. And it's like, what if, like, 
the whole you see the whole set it's like a, like a like a lava field right and then we were just like dorking out and talking about like i'm like you know when like deep russia there's like these crazy acid pits by the volcanic fields i'm like what if he was fossilized and scanned a a, a it's a styrat it's a uh what is it it's a stygimolic it's not a dragor it's a stygimolic a stygimolic skeleton a dinosaur no, i'm sorry a skeleton in one of those pits and it came out and it was like literally it's acid bones, which is metal. So if you notice anything, I will try to put as much metal as possible into things. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a heavy metal acid bone thing. It's rad. Mark, let's do it. Mark's like, hell yeah, I got some colorways. Let's go. He started off with a lot of different colorways. There's like purple, yellow, blue. And the green was just so 80s toy. Awesome. Made me think of a trapper keeper with craziness on it. That's why he's green. <laughs> Phil from ASM Zine noticed Hasbro's shift to more online presentations starting from last year, including streaming the Toy Fair presentation, and asked if this would continue even after it was safe to have in-person events again as a way to continue reaching out to fans that aren't able to attend conventions and other shows. Yeah, that's a great feedback, and it's we've gotten that from a lot of different fans across uh, Hasbro's brand portfolio, the action brands. And I think the whole purpose of us establishing polls and calling polls, you know, the place for our brands, fans to be able to kind of um, communicate and have a community behind it. There's definitely a talks in the future of keeping something so that we're more inclusive of all fans, um, especially if you're a Pulse premium member, um, we want to do something special. So um, there's nothing, we haven't been able to say anything uh, definite in the future, but um, this post-pandemic world is going to look completely different before that. I'm also myself really excited to go back to doing these in-person events as well, but this definitely, um, this world has given us a, a more virtual and connected in a different way for us to be able to reach to you guys. So um, there are talks right now of in the future, how do we mix the balance of in-person and as well as these type of virtual events where everyone can participate and um, be a focus of where we can reach out to our fans. Finally, Ben from BWTF.com asked about the absence of pre-orders for Core Class, Soundwave, and Dracodon after the Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest, and whether Core Class was now to be an in-store-only price point going forward, expressing concern due to often lacking stock in brick-and-mortar retail. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, we didn't intend to have the um, anything that was under $10 to be put on pre-order. Having said that, does not necessarily mean that items never going to be online. Uh, we just didn't um, put it on pre-order because we wanted to focus on our uh, main items. I think in the past, may, not main items, but higher priced items. I think in the past, we've gotten a lot of feedback where we had way too many characters or way too many reveals and pre-orders that people were trying to kind of pace themselves in what characters they want. So uh, we thought, you know, higher price point items people can actually kind of plan ahead of it and if they have pre-orders that they wanted to do uh, we wanted to make sure that you know they cannot get their hands on those items um, versus the um, core scale characters are very uh, very i say cute but you know i'm sure you guys won't call it cute but oh, they're very cute. awesome <laughs> they're cute characters um, and our plan is to um, not just put them on in store but also um, online as well just did not be, did not put it as a part of a pre-order. 
Thanks very much to Lenny and Rand for making themselves available to talk directly with the fan community, answer our questions, and listen to our feedback. The RC News Desk, and in fact all the shows and content we produce, is possible thanks to fans and listeners just like you. If you'd like to show your support and help us continue bringing you quality toy nerd listening and reading, there's a few ways to do it. First, of course, you can become a patron. We have a few tiers, so you can choose the one that works the best for you. Touched-level patrons get the most benefits, including eligibility to participate in our History on the Fives podcast. But no matter what level of patronage you might choose, we're grateful for your help in keeping us going out on the internet. Find out more at patreon.com tfradio. You can also buy RFC merchandise from our shop at tfradio.net shirt. We have a ton of really cool designs that you can get on things like apparel, mugs, mouse pads, and probably other things I'm not even thinking of. If you shop on Amazon, you can also help us out by using our affiliate link. Go to tfradio.net slash Amazon. It'll send you to Amazon's front page, but now anything you buy will send some revenue back to us without costing you anything extra. We'd love to have you come and hang out with us on Discord. You can find our server at tfradio.net slash Discord. We read audience comments from the Discord server every week during the live recording of Radio Free Cybertron, so it's a great way to interact with the show, and it's a pretty cool place to hang out the rest of the week. You can find more RFC News content at tfradio.net slash news, and all of our shows, new and old, can be found at tfradio.net. If you want to watch us as we record the show every week, head over to tfradio.net slash live Wednesday night at about 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm Chris, and this has been your Transformers News Update from the RFC News Desk.